All right, let's jump in to our topic today. We are chatting about champions, sales champions, and why they're important and critical to uh, complex selling opportunities. So I think what might make sense, Pete, if you don't mind, let's start with defining what a champion is for those listeners who might not know. Okay, cool. Let's put it into context here a little bit first. In a complex sale, in my mind, there's different levels of complexity, but the minimal amount of complexity that you need where champion matters is if there's more than two people involved in the decision-making process. A lot of times there may be multiple, there may be end user buyers, there may be technical buyers, influencers, people that have the money, the economic buyer, the ultimate decision maker, who a lot of times could be the economic buyer and, and champions and coaches. So the, the champion is a couple of things to find a champion. Okay. One, they want you to win. Okay. The, the one, one of the universal truths with selling is somebody in that organization will want you to win before it actually happens. Okay. That's your champion. We may not even know who it is. But it's not like somebody says in a complex sale, yeah, Lindsay, I'd I'd love to buy from you. Here's my credit card. It just doesn't work that way. Somebody says, I want to buy from Lindsay. Then a whole bunch of other things happen after that. Okay. So number one is they want you to win. Number two is they have access and influence to power and money. Okay. So break that down a little bit. Access. They know who they are and they're able to meet with them. Okay. And influence, they're already respected inside the organization. They have organizational capital, political capital internally. They have the respect of all different types of decision makers. Okay. That's access, that's influence. And then power, that's the the complexity of how decisions are made. This champion knows what that looks like. They, They know the power structure. Okay. And there may be different levels for different types of deals. There could be uh, a lot of organizations will have uh, ceilings and floors where people can make decisions and not make decisions. So understanding that we're not going to understand that somebody in the organization needs to. And if your champion understands that, then that means they have access and influence over power. And of course, money, which is budget investment. They, they not may not be the one that gets to decide if the money is invested. Notice I didn't say spend there too, by the way, invested. Key differentiator. But, but they know how it happens. Right. Okay, they know how to access it. They know how the P&Ls work. They, they know the, the process in which funds get allocated. So number one, again, they, they want you to win. Which, by the way, a coach is somebody that wants you to win, but they don't necessarily have access and influence over power yeah. and money. Okay. And then number two, they have access and influence over power and money. So when you say they want you to win, can you break that down a little bit? So they act essentially as an extension of your sales effort, but why? Well, it's a good question. So how do you even know this is in actually a fact? I think a lot of times sales reps will have happy years. Sure. Sometimes we call it they're on Hope Island. 
I really hope they want me to win. Mm-hmm. I, I really hope they think we're a good fit for the organization. So the, the, the difference between hoping it and knowing it is asking it. Sure. So th- there comes a point when, when the questions need to be asked and, and it, there's a lot of things that happen earlier in the sales process before you even earn a right to ask that question. So there's more of a climb there than you, than just simply, does this person want me to win? So maybe we can get into that and kind of hit the rewind button on a typical sales process and then unpack yeah. those different moments where we can build a champion. Yeah, I love that because I think to your point, it takes some nurturing. There's a lot of nurturing on the front end. Uh, and how do we leverage that? And know it begins from the very first conversation. Is there, before we jump into that, any when you're first talking to someone, when you're maybe first prospecting somebody, are there any initial signs that indicate that they could be a champion? Yeah, definitely. Early on, we like our little mantra here at Sailfish is trust, truth, pain, power. Yeah. So you're never going to get a champion if there's not mutual trust. Okay. Cause we haven't earned the right to get there. So that has to start somewhere. And I think we all know you, you gain trust one drop at a time. You can lose it by the bucketful, by the way, you get champion one day, maybe not the next, but assuming that we don't have one of those, those, those bucket dumping moments, it does start early in the sales process. There's, yeah. it, it, it has to feel conversational, has to feel open. You have to maintain equal business stature. Worse, they don't have equal business stature with you. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously not going to turn into a champion if, if they don't have clout as well. So uh, they're, they're, all those things need to be there. And that's almost the foundation that you're going to build to, to continue the, the process. Of, because yeah. from trust, now we want truth, right? Definitely. Would you say that overall champions, or at least in your experience, they have a strong personality? I feel like typically when you have found the right champion, they end up being the right champion. It's someone, and by strong personality, they're, they're really driven. They, they, they are focused. They are goal-oriented. So they're preferences and perspective is just very dominant, if you will. Well, yeah, I would say they have conviction. That's for sure. Right. So one of my favorite Sandler rules is only decision makers can get others to make decisions. If you're going to validate a champion, you need to literally ask them if they want you to win. Now I'm not saying do it like that right at the beginning, but later on, that's what Mm -hmm. we're going to do. And if they can't give you a yes or no answer to that question, then they can't be a champion. So it's, I don't know that in disc terms, I don't know that all champions have to be dominant style, but they have to have conviction. And part of what you want to uncover too, is what motivates that conviction. If they're not willing to share why they care, that's one of those moments where, you know, Sandler, we're skipping ahead a little bit here in the progression, but the pain funnel, which is a, widely known Sandler term to understand why the client would actually care has levels. Okay. The first level is the business problem. And even before that there's pain indicators, but what, what's pretty cool is going through the pain funnel, even on, on in and of itself is actually part of how you're going to build a champion. Because when we start getting to impact to the business, 
impact to the person that we're talking to and they're open about it and share it and they have conviction over why they care that that's a good champion building moment so to me that's what it's all about well it's it's more about their own conviction on why they would want to change love it yeah the the pain of not changing is greater than keeping things the same or doing nothing at all so exactly it's that's you know a good quote on goal setting is the the goal in and of itself can give you the energy needed to change well that's because you become more comfortable with where you want to be and less comfortable with where you are now so the opposite of that is the pain process so people are motivated either based on some positive form or some challenge which which could be pain so if there's a gap there and the person that you're talking to understands that from the organizational perspective and or from their personal perspective, and yeah. they can share that with you. That's one of those champion building moments. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think beyond, you know, you're earning the right along the way to get this information, like you said, to what their goals are, what their personal wins are, what their pains are, or what their future gains are. And you do that to rewind back again by earning that trust, being human to human, developing that equal business stature. Uh, and even because you, you mentioned DISC, like having to tailor your, your approach based upon what DISC they might be. So understanding what motivates them and how to adjust that accordingly and understand how they interpret the world. So that's a big, a big piece of getting and learning their why. Yeah, huge, huge piece of it. It, it, it. One, one other thing I'll mention too. I can't stand sales reps that go into convince mode, mm-hmm. right? It, it gives the rest of us a bad rap. Yes, we get excited about what we do. Yes, we want to help people. Yes, we're in our own head. We're doing it for right reasons. But when it, the client takes it like we're going into convince mode you've basically just put up a gigantic wall that won't allow champions to be built because the person on the other side of that table is literally on the other side of that table. And and they're going to make sure that you stay on your side because they're going to protect themselves against that type of, of an approach. So we have to do what's in the best interest of what the client cares about. And that will allow the champions to get built because they know we're in it for their best interests, not just our own. Yeah. Spot on. Let's talk about the difference between um, pleasure in the future, that gain or preventing pain in the future, right. And getting to their personal wins. So it's ultimately when we're thinking of champions, if we, if they really want us to win, it's because we're helping them achieve some sort of meaningful and personal impact that they're trying to make, or they're wanting to prevent something. There's some sort of fear that they're worried about. Can we, can we break those down? Yeah, sure. I think about a typical pendulum, if you will, if, if it's, if it's moving, it means there's energy there. So anytime there's no movement, our 
clients or prospects, they're in even keel mode. Those are the hardest clients to partner with because there's, there's literally no emotional reason why they would want to do anything different. So if there's a gap between where somebody is and where they want to be, that gap is either filled in by some sort of gain emotion or some sort of pain emotion. Now you can be motivated by pain in the present. Like if you put your hand on a hot stove, you're going to want to take it off really fast. Or in our case, we just had our hot water heater replaced because there was some rust on the bottom of it. And we were worried that if we didn't replace it somewhat soon, then it could flood the house. Now our insurance company gave us some pain in the present because they said, if you don't replace it soon, we're going to cancel your policy. So that, that took something that was a future pain and made it more present, but we don't all as salespeople have the luxury of being able to pull that on our, on our, on our clients. That would be probably considered a convinced move. Like that insurance agent definitely convinced us that we needed to replace the hot water heater. Sure. So you can imagine who the champion was for that plumbing company that came out and replaced the, the hot water heater. So sure. that, that's really how it works. Anything we do, regardless of whether there's an economic decision attached to it, we're changing because we're either trying to avoid pain or seek out a gain of some sort. So it, our knowledge of why our clients actually want to change allows us to, to get into that trust world with them, which will result in, in having a true partnership, which inevitably will result in you know, one or more champions. Yeah. goes back to when we said pain goes in layers. So really understanding, sure, business impact is important. And that's going down a layer, but how do you get to their personal impact? So is it the gain piece of it where it's recognition or they're leading the change for something transformational in the organization? Or is it they're fearful of a job loss or competitive pressure or other things and how to, once we know that and earn the right to it, we align that approach with, with, with that why. Right. And then to wrap that up in a nice bow, it's, it's not surprising by the way that we're sitting here having a conversation about champions and what do we go back to pain? (laughs) Yeah. Because what's the sales process all about? It's about helping people determine how to get to where they want to go. Mm -hmm. So without some version of pain or gain, there's nothing else to talk about. There's no reason to even continue a champion building process. So, but let's pretend there is pain. Okay. Let's pretend there is a gap and they've shared it with us. Mm -hmm. What's that? Why? Probably because we asked, probably because we didn't just throw up all over them. Uh, We probably asked them Mm -hmm. and, and they told us the truth because there's trust. So here, here, see where we're going, trust, truth, pain. So we're in pain pain happens. There's a mutual awareness between us and them what's going on. Okay. The, in my mind, the way you wrap that up in a nice bow is by leveraging another Sandler term called SVIC. Okay. I'm not going to get into the totality of what that means, but there's this important part. So it's an acronym. And those of you that know, we do, there's no doubt about it. Why? Because we're all about the how-to and adults need acronyms to, to remember things. Muscle memory, yep. Yep. So there's an S, there's a V, there's an I, and there's a C, okay? The C part 
is committed to change. Okay. Now they can have some pain, but, and think about where we are in the process. It's not like we can say, Hey, will you buy from me right now? Cause we, we haven't even talked about what we do yet. We haven't talked about investment. We haven't talked about decision-making process. All we've done is gain a better understanding about what they care about. Okay. So, and how did this little SVIC term come about? Well, because there's a lot of really good salespeople out there that did a really good job in the pain step, but the deals still don't close. Okay. So why is that? Well, maybe you thought you were the first plane to take off on the runway, but you were like the 27th plane and it wasn't going to take off for three years. And we just assume because there's pain, they're going to do it now. So we didn't understand, relatively speaking, what their priorities were, okay? That's not the C, by the way. That's another part of that aspect. The C part is committed to change. So the only thing we've really talked about is what they want to do and why they want to do it from a business perspective and a personal perspective. Then the best thing we can do at this point is say, Lindsay, I know you got a lot going on over there. Is this particular challenge one that requires a decision to be made? Do you feel like this, there, you need to do something different? Some version of that question, it, it needs to be a, a decision-based question, yes, no question, where they state, yeah, we want to change. Okay, which is, by the way, better than, yeah, we should change. But if they say, yeah, we want to change, that's a champion building moment right there. And so there's a couple of them in the pain step. One is they're truthful about why they care. Two is they've stated they definitely want to do something different. Got it. Okay. So as we're transitioning from pain to budget decision, right? In budget, there's some areas where we can get stuck and that champion building needs to continue to happen. I want to say we might have another acronym for that one. Well, yeah, that's, that's quite, quite possible. It's quite possible. But you, you think of, and it, this is not, if we were going to do like a full Sandler shtick here, sure. we'd be, we'd be here for, for, for three days. We so will. we're talking specifically about champion building. So in the context of investment and budget, it would be nice by the way, most clients don't know how to buy our stuff. Okay. So you're going to get some ambiguity in that budget step because they're not going to want to show their cards on the table. And it's going to be this who talks first situation. And, and we're going to have to have some equal business stature and, and be okay with understanding investment, which by the way, it's easier if we do a really good job in the paint step. So when we're training budget, we again, go back to the business impact. But as far as champion building goes, do they know how to go get funding? Okay, that's the champion building moment. So when you ask a question similar to the last time, Lindsay, you, you executed a project similar in size and scope to this, would you mind sharing with me how you got the funding? Okay, some version of that question. Now it's a presumptive question because yeah. we're assuming Lindsay's done it before, but that's obviously softer than saying, Lindsay, do you have access to money? How are you going to go get it? That's, that's a little bit harsh. So we don't want to go there, but sure. we, we want to use 
a presumptive question, a, a when you based question to understand if, if they have a sense for how they're going to go find the funding. Right now, now sometimes think, think about you're at a fork in the road here. Okay. Fork number one says they know how it happens. Fork number two means they don't know how it happens. That doesn't mean that Lindsay still can't evolve into a champion, but it means we have some work to do mutual work because they don't know. And we don't know how they're going to go access the funding. If they do know, check the box. You just had another champion building moment. Love that. And that question is something that anybody who's listening could leverage in their own way immediately. By the way, that's not how you start the budget step. Okay. That's not, <laughs> that's not how it happens. I got to tell you some of those acronyms out there just bug the shit out of me. Like Bant. it's in the wrong order. And it has been for 20 years. Yikes. And there's some other newer acronyms out there that start with men, med and end with ick and they're in the wrong orders too. So there's, there has to be an, an order in which we do yeah. things and it has to be in the best interest of the client when we do it. If not, it's going to feel like an interrogation. Sure. Yeah. Order matters. That's a, a big headline of, of, especially when we're talking about champions and uh, the decision process maybe as we wrap this up and we can just hit on that uh influence piece that you said and in, in, in defining it you said access and influence to power and money that's where things obviously in that decision part of it can get really mixed up so how can you know if you're going to give two tips on building those moments, are you in the know, are you sharing, are they sharing with you their role in the decision? Are they, are you in the trenches with them? Are they in the trenches with you? Yeah. Like a a lot of those acronyms care a lot about how clients make decisions, which is great because that Mm -hmm. needs to be there because that's how we forecast deals. Sure. If we don't understand how a client's going to make a decision, then we're in the dark and we're hoping again, we're leaving, we're assuming things. So inside of the decision step, there's a lot of things we want to know when they want to make the decision, why that's the, when, what their process looks like, what their criteria is going to be, who's involved. What are the steps? What are the timeline of the steps? What is, is there a pending event that they're working back from? All of that needs to be figured out. And if your person doesn't understand how they make their own decisions inside of that organization, then that's a problem. Just, just like it's a problem if they don't know how they're going to go get the funding. If they also don't know how they're going to make the decision, you got some mutual work to do. Yeah. Okay. So there, there are times where you're going to go through a sales process with a person knowing that they don't have access and influence to power and money, but you can still get them to want you to win. And then together you can co-create a champion, if you will. So it's okay. Sometimes you're going to want to do that. And that is obviously situational, but it's, it's okay to go through this process. It's not like we would say, well, 
this person doesn't know how to make a decision. Let me throw them the curb and go start a sales process with somebody else. That's not, that's not what we want to do, but we also don't want to forecast a deal at 90% odds. It's going to close at the end of the month. If the person we're talking to doesn't even know how it's going to happen. So a lot of it is just getting to the back to the truth again. And sometimes that's a mutual process. And it's, and if they trust you, they'll tell you, I don't know, Pete, let's go figure that out. And that's, that's a very valid, okay answer sometimes. Yeah. That, and that type of exchange is built from the beginning. Like we talked about being able to really just speak human to human, talk to each other, like partners and advisors and having that equal business stature where you can just be open um, yeah. conversational with each other. Um, Last question for you. Is there, if you had to think of like the biggest mistakes reps make when it comes to building champions, not building champions, what would that be? And what can they do to prevent that going forward? Like a word of warning, I suppose. Uh, the, the biggest challenge with communication is the, illusion that it exact it actually exists so <laughs> remember what i first said they want you to win okay we right. didn't even talk about that yet so how do we actually know they that they want you to win well after after we get to a place where there's learning and sharing we've we've done a good job understanding what they want why they want it we validated their thoughts on investment we know their decision making process including all that stuff I mentioned, like timeline and how and when and who and all that. And we get to a place where we know because we've uncovered what their decision-making process is, that there's other people in the organization in addition to them that are going to get involved or maybe already all are involved. We need to isolate that person as a decision-maker. And we know it's not true, okay? I'm not saying... Let's go into fake pretend mode here, but we want to pose a hypothetical question. When? After the presentation step. Okay. After we've shared information and, and we've gotten to a place where they now know how we believe we can help them. Okay. We've got to ask them the question, Lindsay, let's pretend it's just, just your decision. I'm curious where you stand right now. Some version of that question. Okay, there's longer versions. We call it the thermometer close. Like, Lindsay, do you mind if I take your temperature? Scale one to 10. One being, you, you'd probably throw me out of the office, but you're too nice to do that. There's no way we're doing business together on this thing. Or 10, if it was just my decision, this would be done. I'm curious, where in that scale are you? Okay, if they don't end up at some point giving you a 10, they're not a champion. Okay. Now we can get into why that is, but they're, they're just not a champion. So they, they need to say, yeah, if I want you to win. When that happens and they have access and influence to power and money, you just earned yourself a champion. Love that. Um, I would say a common thread throughout our conversation is the ability to ask tough questions and good questions. Right. And, and that's, I think. At the right time. What was that? At the right time too. Sure. Yeah. The, the, 
having the guts five seconds at a time, building that equal business stature, not being intimidated and developing that rapport where you can ask those questions and at the right time and test your champion, understanding do they have the influence and the power and can you build that alignment? So I think um, ultimately, like you said, we could talk about this and slice it in a lot of different ways and break down each step of the Sandler system uh, and offer a lot of other questions. But I think in conclusion, we can say when it comes to those complex sales that you mentioned in the beginning, no champion, no deal. Right. Yeah. And, and I, one of the biggest challenges our clients face is, well, how do I get access to power? How do I get access to the economic buyer, the ultimate decision maker? Well, sure, sure is a lot easier if there's somebody in the organization that wants you to win. That, that's how you do it. That's a big, big part of how you do it. Yeah. The other way you do it is you, 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 the, the economic buyer is your champion. So there's executive sponsorship somehow, whether it's people you know that know them or you already know them. There, and there's a few other ways you can get access to, to that, that those people as well. But one of the easiest is to create some champions, if you, especially if you get entered into the organization at a, at a lower level than where the ultimate decision is made. Awesome. Well, I think that wraps this up. Um, I will just reiterate your, your two points. Define it. They want you to win and they have access and influence, access and influence to power and money. It's not an or situation there. It's an and situation, making sure that we, we have both. Uh, in our next episode, uh, we'll be talking about time management hacks. Uh, you know, we all, we all understand that time is our greatest asset. Uh, everyone likes to wear a, a badge of honor that they're busy on, on their shoulder. So how do we just take control of what we can control? And uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dissect some, some hacks that we know that work. So any last words on um, building champions? Until next time, keep climbing. We'll keep climbing. Cool. Rock and roll. See you next time, everybody.